Good afternoon. Welcome to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. Coming up for the third day in a row, spring wheat futures continue to skyrocket today. Agri-News is brought to you by the REMAX Blue Chip Realty Ag Team of Marcel de Corby and Graham Toth, online at landforsalesask.ca. And McDougall Auctioneers Ag Division. Choose the alternative, McDougall Auctioneers, for guaranteed results online at mcdougallauction.com. Spring wheat futures continue to skyrocket again today. FarmLink Marketing Solutions Senior Market Analyst Neil Townsend says Minneapolis spring wheat futures for December are up 45 cents a bushel this morning to $7.80. Well, the immediate cause is USDA report today came out and uh, spring wheat, the uh, USDA estimate for June, was below the average estimate. And and even like the lowest of the low estimates wasn't as low as the actual number that came out. So the average estimate was 11.2 million acres and the USDA came out at 10.9 million acres. So, you know, that's 300,000 acres. Now, of course, the context of this is that we've got a very serious drought situation in the western half of North Dakota and Montana, where a lot of the prime spring wheat area is. So, you know, they were, they were very nervous about that. That is being worsening by the day. Any, uh, there's very little rain in the forecast and rain events that were supposed to happen over the last month all seemingly missed that, that area. So the drought has intensified and about 25% of that area is now probably in severe drought by the uh, U.S. drought monitor. And then the other context of it was on uh, Thursday, the uh, Canadian Stats Canada put out some acres. And again, Canadian wheat acres were estimated down from expectations and down from the last report by about 500 plus thousand acres. So this kind of like, I call it a triple whammy that's all kind of converging to just kind of, you know, make spring wheat the, the darling of the markets right now. How high will it go? Pull out your crystal ball. Well, I mean, uh, that's a great question. I mean, again, a lot of this is happening in the future side. The interesting thing about yesterday from a cash price side is that, you know, when the Canadian acreage came out and it was below expectations and a drop from the earlier uh, planting intentions, I mean, uh, cash prices in, in Western Canada spiked to, you know, $9 for nearby old crop and uh, 850 for new crops. So, I mean, there was an immediate reaction. Again, like they have to find a number where they're going to, um, you know, ration some demand, kill some demand. And I mean, I'd say that in the context of grain in general, there's no real particular shortage. This is isolated to spring wheat, but of course spring wheat is, you know, let's call it a premium market where people use it for specific purposes. And, you know, some buyers want to use it and they'll pay to use it. But I would say that the offshore buyers outside of maybe Japan and, and a couple other isolated markets, they've gotten a lot better over time with just finding a substitute, changing their blends a little bit of their to make the flour they want. There's a, a lot more buying resistance when prices get high. So in some ways, this is going to be most intense in a North American market way, like once the U.S. millers buy what they feel they need, then perhaps the markets will ease off. But we're not at that point yet. Care to make a guess when this increase will stop? I think it's going to taper off a little bit. But again, it gets more ammunition with each Monday crop progress report. If those continue to show deteriorating conditions in North Dakota and Montana, that will be supportive. And then the other kind of wild card in this really is the perception of the Canadian crop. And I think that in the catchment area that tends to export spring wheat to the United States, the weather has been cooler and wetter than 
average or the perception is cooler than wetter than average. And those don't appear to be the conditions that people think make protein and quality wheat. The longer that persists, where people are worried about Canadian quality, I think you'll see Minneapolis futures continue to show strength. Townsend says factors limiting the price rise include expanded U.S. corn acreage and a good-looking Russian wheat crop. Viterra Street prices for number one red spring wheat are up $35 a ton since Monday. Neil Townsend is the senior market analyst for FarmLink Marketing Solutions. This portion of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by Diggleman Industries. Look to Diggleman for the most reliable, dependable, engineered tough equipment on the market. And brought to you by Markison, New Holland, east of Regina at Emerald Park. Visit markison.com. Ag in Motion features over 375 exhibitors northwest of Saskatoon next month. The event showcases the latest in farm equipment and crop production. Show director Rob O'Connor says Ag in Motion runs near Langham, Highway 16 west of Saskatoon on July 18th to 20th. We've got about 375 companies signed up for the show this year. We'll be doing crop plots and live equipment demos. There's livestock equipment and handling demonstrations as well. So each day we've got different seminars. It just There's a tremendous amount of activity happening each day at the show. A lot of hands-on experience for farmers? There certainly is. The crop plots, the opportunity to go and see different things that companies are wanting to promote, whether it's a different variety or a combination of inputs to help those crops grow. Uh, it's all there for you to see. I think we've got about 27 different companies with crop plots, and actually we've got about 150 acres of just different uh, plots to see. And tell me about some of the equipment displays. How big they're? Well, we've got a tremendous number of equipment displays, right from uh, the, the newer smaller short line companies right up to the large companies like John Deere. They're at the show at a corporate level. We also have companies like Kubota and Seedmaster, uh, just a tremendous number of companies at the show. Again, they're showing off some of the very best technology that they can offer the industry as well. uh, There's a few different product launches happening as well. What are some of those products? Well, some of those products, um, I'm going to make you have to come and see them at the show There'll be a lot of press releases coming between now and then to let you know what they are. But can we expect some big machines? I think we'll see some great big machines and uh, some technology in that I think is going to be just amazing. Ag in Motion will be near Langham, northwest of Saskatoon, July 18th to 20th, with over 375 exhibitors showcasing farm equipment and crop production services. U.S. corn growers say the North American Free Trade Agreement is critical for their industry. National Corn Growers' first vice president, Kevin Skewns of Arthur, North Dakota, testified this week at a hearing of the Office of the U.S. Trade Representative to examine priorities for upcoming NAFTA renegotiations. Skewns says free trade has benefited U.S. farmers and NAFTA has been extremely valuable. He says U.S. corn exports to NAFTA partners have increased sevenfold. He says the U.S. exports a record volume of more than 14 million tons of corn to Mexico and Canada worth $2.68 billion, supporting 25,000 jobs and 300,000 U.S. corn farmers. Mexico is the largest export market for U.S. corn, as well as a significant market for distillers' dried grain. Canada is a top 10 export market for U.S. corn and distillers' dried grain and the number one export market for U.S. ethanol. He wants to preserve duty-free access for U.S. corn and expand market access for corn in all forms. The National Farmers Union is taking up the cause for Indigenous people in Canada. 
The group is endorsing Idle No More's Unsettling Canada 150 call to action. Maureen Bostock from Ontario is a member of the NFU's International Program Committee. Bostock says the NFU is calling on the Trudeau government to take swift action to resolve land claim disputes and violations of Indigenous treaty rights. Bostock says non-Indigenous farmers have benefited from access to lands acquired through deceitful, coercive or violent means. Bostock says they're not suggesting that farmers give the land back. I don't think that any, if you were to ask any Indigenous group if they were interested in getting the land back where um, it had been, um, uh, um, it was already being used for, uh, by non-Indigenous people, I think they would say that they, they would want their treaties to be respected. I mean, one of the, the disappointing things in Canada right now is there are many treaties which are not being respected, um, where lands are continuing to be removed from um, lands that have been set aside. Uh, where development is uh, is taking place in such a way that's uh, damaging the ability of the land to support um, the self-sufficiency of people. Um, so, I, And I think that there is also a tremendous amount of, uh, of land. So, for example, in this area of, of um, um, land that is uh, currently in the hands of the government, that, is, uh, uh, is, uh, uh, that could be turned back uh, to First Nations people. So justice is a, is a huge piece. But there's another piece that's that's equally important, and that is the concept that all Canadians um, should have the right to the same resources. And it's 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 horrendous to think of communities that have, you know, years and years and years of boil advisories on their water systems, and um, that and the the where the housing um, is so poor. Uh, you know, even though they had probably the intentions back in the in the 50s, um, when when houses were uh, were built, was that they would be sufficient. But um, the problems with mold that are causing health problems. I mean, these are significant issues in virtually every First Nations community. And I think that uh, you know, all ca- Canadians are becoming um, frustrated with the fact that that is not changing. Marine Bostock is a member of the NFU's International Program Committee. She lives in the Ottawa Valley. Back in a moment. Market Update is brought to you by Scott Bjornson of Hollis Wealth. Call 1-800-284-9999 for more information or to book a free consultation with the office of Scott Bjornson, Hollis Wealth. Scotia Capital Inc. is a member of the Canadian Investor Protection Fund and the Investment Industry Regulatory Organization of Canada. Market Update also brought to you by Flamin Sales in Saskatoon, Southie, Prince Albert, Yorkton and Swan River. Visit Flamin.com. Grain prices were moving upward in early trading today. Viterra prices for canola rose 370 at 454.30. Oats gained a dollar 68 at 173.04. Number one red spring wheat increased 874 at 30602. The rest were unchanged. Durham 274.56. Feed barley 127.03. Flax 414.25. Yellow peas 294 dollars. Feed wheat 141.99. On the Minneapolis Grain Exchange this morning, July wheat was up 39 and three-quarter cents at 7.44 and a half cents a bushel. Back in a moment. The livestock quotes are brought to you by the Assiniboia and Weyburn Livestock Auctions. Call Assiniboia 642-5358 or Weyburn 842-4574. This is Grant Barnett with the Market Report. Hard on livestock here in Moose Jaw. Just under 600 cattle on offer this week. We do have a sale here next Tuesday, receiving from 1 right up till 7.30 on Monday. Looks like the cow market was a little lower again. Looks like to look at a lot of these good cows. $1.01 to $1.07. Sales up to $1.910 on them real high-yielding kind of cows. 
Medium cows are going to bring anywhere from $96 to $1.04. four. Bull market looks like they're bringing anywhere from $1.15 right up to $1.26 on the better end kind of bulls. Some of them real high yielding bulls will bring a little more than that. We did sell one load of yearlings. There was 64 of them that dragged. They weighed 884. They bring a dollar 85 here and a quarter in Moose Jaw. They came from Roy Smith out there in the Park Bay country. This has been Grant Barnett reporting. And just remember about the big bull ride July 1st in Ben Goff. And now the latest Saskatchewan pork prices. Ham sold 5,000 hogs Thursday, selling in a range of 207 to 209 per CKG. Today's sales are expected to be around 4,000 heads, selling in a range of 209 to 211 per CKG. Hog prices for the week ending Friday, June 30th are 63 209 12, 64 212 52, 65 210 82, Cash 209 32, Britco 210 66, Thunder Creek 207 56, and High Life 211 76. Ham's marketing cash hog price today is up $1.92 per CKG, and forward contract prices opened higher this morning. On Thursday, the Canadian dollar was up with the daily exchange rate at 1.3015. The Canadian dollar is currently trading at 0.7699 cents US. The results of yesterday's hogs and pigs report were generally neutral to the market as expectations were generally accurate. Coming up, the farm weather forecast. The official 620 CKRM farm weather is brought to you by Raymore, Yorkton and Watrous, New Holland, working hard to keep more jingle in your jeans. And brought to you by Prairie 6-inch eaves trough, specializing in 6-inch eaves troughs for farm buildings and shops, online at prairieevestrough.ca. The 620 CKRM farm weather forecast for today, increasing cloudiness, 30% chance of showers this afternoon, wind west 20, the high 23. Cloudy tonight, 30% chance of showers this evening, the low 12. Saturday, partly cloudy, 30% chance of showers, the high 24, the low 11. Sunday, a mix of sun and cloud, the high 25, the low 15. Monday, sunny, the high 30, the low 14. Tuesday, sunny, the high 28, the low 17. Wednesday, sunny, the high 32, the low 16. Thursday, sunny, the high near 30. The normal high is 25, the normal low is 11. The sun rose at 4.51 this morning. It sets at 9.14 p.m. Around the province, we have Estevan at 21 this hour. Saskatoon is 18. Swift Current, 22. Weyburn, 21. Yorkton is 20. In Regina, with cloudy skies, it's 22. That's 72 Fahrenheit. Winds are from the west-southwest, 17, gusting to 32. Humidity is 44%. The barometer dropping 101.6. Partly cloudy in Moose Jaw, 23. Winds are from the northwest at 15. Once again, Regina cloudy in 22, that's 72 Fahrenheit. That's Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. I'm Jim Smalley. Good afternoon and good farming.